little high, little low, <laughs> little hey, little low. <laughs> um, I guess a greeting you might recognize from the, the movie um, Stuart Little. I'm not sure why they popped into my head this morning. I mean, this evening, excuse me. But uh, anyway, um, we are back and welcome to another podcast episode of The Three Wise Potatoes. How are both of you two littles today? I'm a little cold. Otherwise, I'm okay. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm good. I am good. Yeah, man. I'm not bad as well. It's been Happy a while. Days. Yeah, I mean, it's getting chillier by the by the day, I suppose. Are we in the are we in the midst of full blast winter? I think that'll be next month. Next month. Right? So next month's only next week. September so. is the first of the spring, spring. right? Spring. So yeah. August, yeah. July. So yeah, Dean's right next month. I mean, winter is coming then, so I can still actually say that phrase. Well, we're in winter. It's the middle of winter. It's coming. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. We won't be so technical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, July is man. Friday. Oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. shoot. Yeah, oh, it's, 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 you know, we're, Yeah, we're going into Q3 on Friday for oh, the business wait. folk. Well, Not your yeah. financial year Q3s, just like in general, but you know. <clears throat> like half year gone already hey and um, yep yeah and i hope um all of you have been keeping track of the goals that we set at the beginning of the year because we will have a follow-up episode on um, oh how everyone's been doing with that what um, my goals? and and how our <laughs> failures um and how we actually plan to correct the the remainder half of the did year. we so actually we will have a follow-up did we that. make a list of our goals on our podcast um, I don't know if we declared them, but I know I did say them, did. I had I had some. Yeah. yeah. Then how can we keep a track of it for this? Yeah. Well, we can. We'll we'll pretty much be honest and open about okay. it. We're gonna release yeah, a PDF. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will. You know, full uh, doc on this whole. Okay, I like this. Yeah, I like this performance so, review. Yes. So we'd like to have one and a half years. So <laughs> I think that should shouldn't take us no, long time. No, it's only fair. It's only fair. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're in this we're in this journey with you as well. Yeah, um, you know the stuff that we say we practice, um, and we also hold ourselves accountable. So it'll be a fun episode. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna shout at these two for not holding up to their goals. <laughs> you can shout now. I'll take it now rather than later. Yeah, rather just dish it out while you can. Yeah, we're here now. May as well carry on. Hang <laughs> on, um, when is this performance review coming? <laughs> if I win, if I do well, I win. If I do well, do I, get a bonus? <laughs> do I get a bonus? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, uh, is there time to save it? Is the question. Uh, I, I think, I think you might be a bit too late on that one. You know, submissions oh, have closed. It's all closed. Um, so we're gonna do a review on on the state of things or state of your lives. State um, of the nations. Yeah. Well, I guess based on <clears throat> you know the end of the financial month of June, which was last week, Friday, I suppose, or Saturday. Okay. Hang on, can we not do our performance appraisals like closer towards the end of the year? No, I mean, it is a, no, no, no. We'll do a half year. yearly because I'm remember, ready as now. I said, you can ask me now. I'm ready now. Always <laughs> 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 ready. The thing is, it's 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 you wanna you wanna be able to correct and make adjustments and see what was um, unachievable or or a task that you thought was achievable, but how do you plan, you know, to to either mitigate that, I'm going to say, failure or failure to achieve um, for the remainder of the year, that sort of thing, right? So it's, 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 it'll yeah. be like a workshop uh, podcast episode, I suppose. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. 
Hey, this guy's gonna make us do work. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it, we should. Performance we should. reviews, getting swearing, <laughs> and we have to do work. Hey, I'm looking forward to the bonus. <laughs> what bonus? Your You'll bonus is you get guys, to decide the next topic. No, I know what I want to. Yash must partake us to Hooters. I want Hooters. Okay, cool. I, I will. I will do so. I, that's, that's. Are you the, driving that's too? The end game. Oh, I'll drive as well. Oh, best. Okay, cool. <laughs> Bring bring your empty stomachs and your and your drinking gut as well. Dunzo. Uh, as I said, cool. I'm ready now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have another topic of discussion uh, this evening. You know, I mean, most of the discussions we've had in the past were um, about the positive of self. I guess today is a bit negative in discussion. Um, as with most things, there's always like a dark side, and it's something that we will discuss today. You know. Um, a position in the dark side, at least. Um, no, we're not going to discuss Darth Vader and the Force and stuff, please. No. Um, but we'll be discussing spot, spot. T- a, a portion of the darkness, and that's called toxicity or internal toxicity. Mm. I mean, toxicity comes in many forms, but I guess we'll start off uh, being specific about it. And in reference to a person's life um, or yours, for example, what does it mean to you? So what does toxicity mean to you? Stumped by the question. Anyone want to go first? <laughs> Do you know? You want to go first? Uh, sure. Toxicity. I suppose you could look at it on the base level definition of something that is, um, you know, quite bad for you in the sense that it's poisonous in a sense. Mm. Um, it has a it has an adverse effect on you. Um, so that could be people. It could be situations. Um, it could be your own decision making. Um, but essentially things that lead you to be worse off than you were before, um, I would say, is what it is. Okay, cool. While Dean was actually speaking about that, it's raised the thing to say, listen, why don't you Google what that is? Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have that ability now. That's true. It's uh, the the quality of being toxic or poisonous or the quality of Mm -hmm. being very harmful or unpleasant in a pervasive or insidious way. So, like purposefulness purposeful um not negativity but like um poisonousness and that's and that's directed toward yourself Um, are we talking about uh, self-toxicity or toxicity being toxic around other people internal or external well we're gonna we're gonna start off with i guess um, external just that raw definition and then we'll do external and then we'll talk about internal later on yeah sure so the uh, toxicity to us would obviously be like me being toxic to somebody else, like always being negative towards them, always being unpleasant towards them, not being nice, even if they do something nice, you'd be like, no, I don't like what you did. You didn't, you didn't do it in the right way that you should have done it. You know, mm-hmm. that's like... Manipulative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Manipulative. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just general all around, like the guy that, that people don't want, guy or girl that people don't want to be around. Yeah, narcissists have a high toxicity level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, specifically then in your lives, um, what toxicity or and toxicity levels have you experienced? Oh, every, you don't have to reference specific situations, but um, every day, man, every day. Uh, <laughs> like you, you know, you, wow, you okay. have you, you have like work colleagues and stuff like that that like don't like their job, right? And right. like. <sighs> I've gotten to this point now where I'm actually comfortable. Like, 
Right. I'm like not comfortable as in like I'm situated. I'm more like I'm I'm um uh, uh, develop uh, resilience or an immunity. Pleasant in a pleasant mood, right? Mm. Most of the time. And then you come across someone that's like toxic at work, right? They're like negative they're like no, you should like everything is against what you're doing, right? And yeah. they, they there's like you you'll deal with this person, and no matter what positive thing you're putting forward, right? And this is not only at work. I mean, in your life, right? It, you any positive thing you put forward, that person is always in oppose in opposition to that, right? right? So you'll be like, let's go here, or this is a good way to look at the solution, right? And they'll be like, no, but why don't you do it this way? Because that way, you yeah. it, it might work that way, but this way it might also work. And you'll be like, but you know, why don't you try this one first? And then if we don't like it, there's another option. You know, you get those types of people that are mm-hmm. always in opposition. To what you're doing. And it's not, it's not to say yeah. that they're right or you're wrong or whatever it is, but you don't have to be that toxic all the time, you know? And I, I have some people that, uh, like that around me. So I, I feel it every now and then. And, and I like what you kind of uh, mentioned as well. It's like um, you're trying to be the positive influence in that space and time yeah. at that point. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Trying to bring that calm energy to that situation, right? Um, yeah. But unfortunately, um, their mindset isn't, <clears throat> excuse me, isn't about that. It's just about either being in full opposition all the time to what you're saying yeah. or just being on their chain of thought, which is that full negative yeah sure sure. um so in certain instances did the transgressor against yourself ever realize that they were being toxic no see that's the thing when you're in that state right Mm. you're not necessarily seeing yourself as toxic right you see yourself as i am adding to the situation in a certain way now they may not feel like they're doing something wrong and technically, they may not be a bad person. Like when they're doing something toxic, they may not be a bad person. They may be, in their own way, trying to shed light on a different solution. For example, and I'm not only talking mm-hmm. about I'm talking about anything. Right? Say, for example, you have a mate, right? And every time you you're talking about something, they're like, "No, why don't you do it this way?" Right? And you're like, "But I do this, you know." Um, and they're like, "But why don't you do it this way?" And they're not purposefully being toxic or negative, but the it's it's how they continuously oppose what you're doing for you for me personally i feel that's toxic because i i prefer to have somebody who sees things or tries to see things the way i see them and then also in a different way if they see a better way explain it to me that way you know um, and maybe that's how i see things as toxic um, um, but i would generally to answer your question i would generally not see that person as they, I feel like someone that is toxic doesn't see themselves as toxic. No, they, I, it's the same way a narcissist doesn't think of themselves as being a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, that's also the best way to put it. I, I feel like, you know, people aren't purposefully toxic. They just, they've learned to deal with things in that way. And, you know, I have a follow-up to that, I guess. Um, did you ever address that with them? No, I don't. Um it purely uh, that scenario for me is not something that I would personally like to delve into the personal aspect of it because for me that's a work situation, right? But if yeah. we're not in a work situation and someone a, a mate of mine is consistently being toxic, for example, which I don't really have because I mean 
uh, I, I keep friends that are like not always in opposition of me, but also know when to tell me I'm doing something. But um, I, I, if I had that in my life, I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, yeah. we're consistently butting heads. What is this? You know? Yeah. Um, and it may not be toxic, but for me, I feel like that's toxic because I, I generally, as I said, try to be in a pleasant, positive, open, forward mood, right? And when I find that mm-hmm. someone's in consistent opposition to that, like, what, what's the reason, you know? And uh, Dean, did you, I guess, with the with the transgressors that you perhaps have come across, did they realize they were being toxic? And the follow-up to that is, did you address it with them? Um, so I tend to be a little bit more confrontational than um, good, right? Especially if I feel like it's um, it's becoming a problem for me. And mm. A lot of the time, they, they're very combative. Mm. Uh, if you call them out um and then if you sort of like this is where you're being difficult or you're being needlessly negative or resilient on points i, I don't understand where it's coming from <clears throat> they'll sometimes deviate to being the victims like mm-hmm. oh i had no idea you know i'm just trying to help and i'm like okay that's when i start to get a little bit more annoyed because it's like you knew full well what you're doing um and you're sometimes either baiting or gaslighting myself or other colleagues is becoming a problem and I generally do try to call out and there'll always be a very quiet spell after that where they will mm-hmm. be on their best behavior, <laughs> but eventually they kind of fall back to the old ways. Um, and generally, like I'm lucky in the sense that I find myself in teams where um, those individuals eventually find their way out. Um, sometimes it's like a year down the line where you have to put up with this person, but eventually they're gone because the whole environment doesn't want them and they know they're being difficult and they just get moved on to a different part of the business or they they move on themselves, but they won't be part of your team anymore because you you kind of want people that want progress and positivity in your team. And you kind of set the team structure like that. So that it's almost like self-correcting energy in a sense. I don't know if that makes sense. But what you explained is like textbook. Yeah, it's like the minute you call them out, they want to, oh, I'm the victim. It's like, mm, no, <laughs> you knew exactly what you were doing. <laughs> that's, that's a good, perhaps that's say. a good question though. I mean, sorry, Ash. does it, does it, yeah. does, does that, are the two like naturally always linked? What? The, the victim mentality and toxicity. I think so. Narcissism and toxicity. Yeah, I think very, very closely. Okay. Um, I think like two sides of the same coin or maybe they're one in the same. I don't know how to, how to visualize it for yeah. you, but would say yes, they're... Cause, because I, I like personally, I always thought like the reason they, that they're separate, like separate words and separate meanings, is because sometimes you can be toxic but not a narcissist. You know, maybe you're just yeah, being. Yeah, I think that's. Ex- I was. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. It's like I think all narcissists are toxic, but not all toxic people are narcissists maybe because the, it yeah. could just be a phase. Yeah, or maybe the toxic person doesn't know that they're doing this because. They've always been like that from whatever they've learned in their past, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I mean, and perhaps no one has, has spoken up um, yeah, to yeah, them. Like, yeah. for example... Yeah, it's not been addressed. You know, yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, they just don't know. Um, and then, Guj, you mentioned um, a lack of communicating properly. Like, if they, like you would prefer if they communicated to you um, in a more understanding and... A, understanding way instead of a more demanding way yeah, um, and their way sort of thing um, pushing their stuff onto you and um, pushing uh, I guess a lot of themselves onto you as well yeah so, you know? so um, I, I, like Dean said we, we deal with things differently right but mm-hmm. I, I don't I personally it's not that I don't want to be combative it's 
that I've been taking to recently just dealing with what's in my space, right? And if someone is trying to change what's in my space, that's not going to happen. You can do whatever you want, right? But it's not going to change how I feel and what I think and what I'm doing. And if you have something to add that's better, even if through your toxicity you raise a point that makes sense to me, right, I'll use it. But if you're being toxic, then I'll either do one of two things. And like Dean says, you call them out on it, right? And I generally won't do that because um, it depends on the situation and the person. Like if it's somebody that I actually um, want to bring it out of and say, listen, what's going on? Or if it's somebody that I'm not... It, it, remember that it also involves a certain imparting of yourself into that situation, right? Yeah. And it just depends on the situation. I Most of the time, I'm not combative because it, it, I feel like it's just... Sometimes it's just not, not necessary for me to do that. I don't know. I don't like a, it. Like, I hate doing that. Um, but, like, in the work environment, I feel like if, if you don't then, you know, you're kind of stuck with this person for a longer period of time. Sure. So, uh, so like, rather get the discomfort out the way early. I mean, I hate doing it, but, you know, it's it's like you'd rather just rip the bandaid off quickly. Yeah. So and the, one, one of the things I'd like to mention as well is that not a lot of people um, have have persons in their lives, like, like for example, what Dean did, call them out on stuff. You know, they, they won't have those people that are going to, call out their BS, you know, for lack of a better phrase, um, when, they're, when they're in this negative mode or in this toxic mode. Um, and so that correction doesn't come from within their own circle. Um, and, and sometimes in life you do need correction um, from those cl- closest to you and for, from those who know you to be able to speak up and speak up um, without, I guess... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Fear of retaliation, or yes, fear of retaliation yeah. and things and things like that, right? Um, or judgment. To be able to yes, and judgment as well to to speak up in someone's life to help them improve their lives, and they might not have that um, on their side, which is why they we're very fortunate we, in that sense. Yeah, and which is like why if we do I it to each other, we know it comes from a place of love and you know friendship. Correct. Um, you know, which is why they might not have that in their lives, and they might not know. But not knowing as well is also not an excuse. It's just um, finding a way to explain. Well, they know, do say ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, no, you're right. And um, I mean, you know, one of the other things I'd like to ask as well is like, how do you, how do you identify a person with those traits? Like they don't exhibit it on, on first meeting. Yeah, but um, obviously over time it it shows themselves. Hey, some people exhibit it on first, second, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can see yeah. it very early. Walk like in if, the room. if you see someone that takes pleasure in other people's agony, that's mm. a toxic person. I'm I'm sure some people may not agree, but to me that is a toxic person. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it might be funny when you're a kid, or you know, but it's still it's not nice. But as you get older, like if you're well into your thirties, and you know you start trolling people and you can see they're visibly upset but you continue then you're the ass you know you're the toxic person and, and i like that you you brought up um early early childhood because that was one of my other questions as well it's environment and upbringing um, oh yeah and what you see is what you do sort of thing right and what you what you're trying to replicate in your circle in your environment when you're growing up because those are your formative years and like you're saying if you very if you're impressionable part of a, yeah yes yeah, so if you're part of a group or you're part of a clique that kind of bullies other kids on the playground and, you know, has these nasty sayings and things like that, then 
um, if, if that's built up over time, it just gets progressively more dangerous over time and flows into your adult ear, adult um and progressively more toxic. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. you know, we, it 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 exhibits from from I guess from a small right up to to when we're grown up. Something we kind of need to watch out for and um, patterns we kind of need to break um, for future generations. In my view, absolutely. It's it's tough to it's tough to notice it within yourself, firstly, and then have to try to deal with it within you. I think it's you have to really dig deep, you know. So but some, isn't responsible parenting such an important part? Then, like it, it's even more important because, like, a child doesn't necessarily have that context, but a parent must be there to say, "Look, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. You're making this person feel bad, and it's amusing to you, but that's wrong." Yeah, but remember, where does it come from? Where does toxicity come? It comes from what they've learned from watching their parents or the people around them as well, right? Uh, yeah. Or it's a reaction to what's happening to them, right? So technically, a parent that has to tell their child is a parent that's noticed it, but is a parent that's not creating that, right? Yes. Well, the child could pick up the toxicity from the friends, right? And then, mm. then the parent's responsibility is yeah. to correct that. But if the parent's toxic, then that child's, that child's in a tough spot. I, I don't know. I, I never always thought that if someone picks it up from their friends, right, uh, they'd have to be with those friends continuously for a very long period of time, right? Mm. And then when they met a new group of friends, they'd have to stay that way. And that's not always the case. I mean, when you meet a new group of friends, you generally change slightly, right? Um, you do. But, but I don't know if it's necessarily for a long period of time or it's for really crucial, high emotive periods maybe, of time. Yeah. Because, I mean, if, you, if you're new and, you know, you're a little bit anxious about meeting friends and you kind of like start out in a group and there's this moment where you either toe the line or you break ranks and maybe the group is bullying someone. Do you toe the line or do you break ranks? Yeah, sure. Because if you break ranks, you're now an outsider and you run the risk of being bullied or you toe the line and you become toxic with them. Um, yeah, but, and then that, that can yeah. ingrain very quickly. Yeah, but someone that sits on the fence that closely is easily swayed, right? So in a different situation, they might break ranks. I don't know, societal pressure in school, bro. That, that's a, ah, it is that's it is a beast of a I, thing. I, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to think of like benefit of the doubt sort of situation. Because for me, it always, it, I feel like it, it's always formed from like the house. You know? Yeah, I mean, you might be right. Um, I don't know. I'm not. But if you I'm, don't exhibit, I'm, I'm I don't saying, know. The, I don't saying, know enough I'm research. Not wrong, but I feel I mean, like it comes. Right. I feel like it comes from that environment more than it comes from. But, but I'm also thinking about like the quintessential bully. Quintessential bully is has problems. Oh, the quintessential. Yeah, it's generally then, one parent or then, a sibling yeah, that's yeah. abusive but to that child. You're hundred percent. They take it out yeah, on the rest of the world. You're hundred percent correct. It could come from the fact that they've learned that this is how we need to be friends with each other by being toxic. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, this is how I gain acceptance into the group. Sure, sure. Playful jeers. It starts with playful jeers at one another. Yeah. Mm. And then ex- what grows? I mean, we, we've all been part of um, playground antics, right? Um, well, Code, you, you, know, you don't do that much, world. huh? What? You don't do, like, playful jeers. Um, I used to, but not, uh, not anymore. It's not, I don't think it is part of me now. Y'all can tell me, really. No. Correct me now. Mm-hmm. 
to be honest. <laughs> no, he's more like self-deprecating. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely so, I agree. I agree. So, so where I learned self-deprecating is from uh, uh, our our favorite psychologist, Mr. Jordan. Oh yeah. Um. So one What's of his things is yeah. So what he says yeah. is in his book, um, you know, the Twelve Rules for Life. Yeah. yeah. Is it about making yourself more approachable? Yes, so you oh, self-deprecate okay. first um, and not give anyone else the opportunity to do so. But that, um, that's so... Oh, no, so that's not how use, I interpreted that so, at so all. You don't, <laughs> so, you don't use, so you don't give anyone the ammo to use it against you, that sort of thing. But isn't that that's a, clever. Isn't that a and bad... automatically you disarm any situation yeah, by self-deprecating. Isn't that a... Cheat um, code. No, no, it's like a... Yeah, self-deprecating is the word, but it's like... Why... Uh, okay. By the way, I, I'm not putting myself down in those situations. Yeah. It's just making light of, of funny situations that happen. Yeah, For example, exactly I'll tell you one now. Okay. I'll tell you one now. Okay. Like I walked into the I walked into the big glass door at the Mall of Africa. We know was your a, forehead was a massive was left, loud bang. Like there was and a forehead print. I don't know. Um, dude, I exactly tell everyone about that story first. I don't remember. You know? No, okay, good. I don't think you were there. Right, you were there. went to yeah. watch um, Harry Potter. Oh, you did it on no, that no, day. It was not, not Harry Potter. You did it as Fantastic Beasts. You did it at, oh, so you did it at this age? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. He did it at this year. <laughs> this year, a few months ago. It was funny as hell. Everyone is laughing. But that's cool. Like, like I, I'm cool with that. That sort of thing. So, so I bring those sort of topics up. And, uh, so that's okay, the idea okay. of self-deprecating, to, 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 to disarm situations in, in front of people who you know want to use it against you okay so yeah, it also makes you it makes you less threatening as well Th- to people. that's a bit so of a hard situation you're a lot less intimidating to but people. it also gives you power in the situation as well no it gives you control and i don't power i don't agree with that well, for, well, i think for control i would agree with not necessarily yeah. power but I, i've always interpreted it as um you make yourself less intimidating or like if you're in a standoffish situation sure. with people that are potentially insecure mm. you reassure everyone and like you diffuse situations very quickly yeah. not necessarily for someone to attack you but more in the sense that someone doesn't feel like they need to defend themselves mm. If like, I oh, was this person's also flawed. If I was a narcissist and you did that in front of me, I would I would put my foot on your neck. <laughs> yeah, but what's a narcissist gonna do after you've already made the joke? Of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, they just, what are you gonna do? Make fun of me already, more? Yeah. They can keep I'm, piling I'm, on. I'm, I'm, it's like, that's well, cool. your jokes okay, are not cool as fu- your jokes about me aren't as funny as my jokes about me. So good luck with that. <laughs> no, no. Look, as long as you're comfortable with it, right? Who's yeah. laughing now? No, but Dean, <laughs> All if, of us. Right? okay. So, so Dean, uh, knowing you, I think if some, if if you were in a situation and you did exactly that, right? So you cracked a joke about yourself, right? Yeah. And if a narcissist tried to add on to that, I think you'd probably turn around and give them a a really nice word worded talking to. Throat punch. <laughs> no, but <That's> you, know, <laughs> you see what I'm saying. You see what I'm saying. It's that you can diffuse a situation, and like Yas says, it's in front of people that he knows, right? That yeah would do would like would um also make the would joke about to... it right also make the joke yes, about yes, yes. but yes. yeah but you see yeah, now there, it's I I get what you're saying but it also depends on um 
the context. So if it's a bunch of completely new people, mm. right? And I make that joke about myself and everyone's kind of laughing and then yeah, someone decides to now stick it's their foot in it even more. It's an icebreaker. No, no, no. Like, let me continue on yeah, the chain of thought yeah. you're giving, right? Yeah. So I make the joke, people find it funny, but there's one person that wants to put me down on top of all of that. Yes. What yeah. you've then done is you've highlighted to the rest of the group that this person is actually a very toxic person. And you sure. can then approach it one of two ways. You can then be combative with that person or you can just let it play out, let everyone, like just reveal them completely and then just point blank go, are you a narcissist? No. That's, and then that's it's just rough, like dude. dead silence. That is rough. End game. <laughs> that is rough. Yeah, but, but, but the thing is, you know... We, and then you we, watch them play the victim card. <laughs> we, shy, we shy away from these, these conversations in open public. For what reason, I have no clue. Um, oh, good you've seen me. I don't. <laughs> no, uh, no, I mean, in general, people shy away from tough conversations and, you know, calling people out on, on things. You know, it, it's... This is why I have so few friends. It's, it's something I I, I I don't agree with, and I, it, you know, it's a part of society that unfortunately has become too PC in certain areas as well. Um, yeah. Anyway. So you see it more. You see it a lot more with brown kids, though. Like they're a lot more willing to let things slide in the favor of you know gaining acceptance and not rocking the boat. Because I think there's that scarcity mindset that our families all came from. Mm. Um, you know, like just be quiet, unseen. You know, toe the line. So I, I agree with you, right? I, I agree with the fact that, Dean, you should call people out on it, right? Especially when you see it. But There's I, a nice way to do I, it, though. There is a nice way to do it. But for me, I've also learned that if I do that, right, it's going to take... When I, when I think about it and I'm like, do I want to do this and what impact is it going to have on me, right? And I'm the type of person that if I call you out on it and it will help you, I'll still feel bad about doing it. Right, because uh, that's yeah. not okay. I get what you're saying, yeah. but it's more I'm like embarrassing I do that it, person in front of other people. If I took them aside and did it separately, I would feel fine with it. But if I did it in that situation, I'd still feel bad about it because, as much as they that person is being a bad person, right? I wouldn't, I wouldn't subject them to something like that, personally. You know. I, I yeah. you're 100 percent right on that, right? But yeah. if the person is quite clearly a narcissist, sure. you pulling them aside, it just essentially tells them that you are a uh, you're going to play by the rules, and they can play outside of those rules. And it it doesn't, in my experience at least, it hasn't changed much when you pull them aside. Sure, sure. But if you can yeah. see, if it's different, if the person is maybe just unknowingly taking things a bit too far, yeah, that's when you pull them aside and say, okay, you know what, you were a little bit offside earlier. Yeah. Can you just watch that? Yeah. Um, and that's that's different though because you like I suppose maybe when you know the person better you can tell right yeah, this yeah. person's not a bad person they just were pushing too many buttons yeah, yeah. and I needed to speak to them but if you also know that the person's very clearly a narcissist if you call them out in front of people they're going to be less willing to do it to others sure. so I think you taking it from the point that if you nip that in the bud they won't do it to other people as well. Well, they'll be more hesitant yeah, sure. because they know, like, they'll think twice, like, mm, is, is this person going to call is, me in front of everybody? Dean around and then he do it to me again. Or is there another one like him? Emotional <laughs> damage. Yeah, sure. um, no, look, I, I mean, mean it, it, but yes, you see, there's two different ways that, that yeah. it can be done. Look, well, mine, can, mine necessarily sure. doesn't call the person out, but for me, internally, it doesn't really matter. Because at the end of the day, I have to live with me and that person has to live with himself. Sure. I mean, there's another side of it like if yeah. you care if this person's a close friend of yours yeah. and they were being toxic without realizing yeah. mm. that's generally a thing that I will take offline 
it's mm, just going to yeah. be a me and them conversation. It's like, yeah. I need to talk to you about something. You made me feel bad. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is where it comes from. This is why you made me feel bad. You obviously didn't understand why you made me feel bad, but I'm giving you the context and please don't do it again. Yeah. <clears throat> and generally with your friends, they'll be like, okay, snap. I didn't actually realize I was being like this to you. Mm-hmm. Obviously that wasn't my intention, mm-hmm. but I'll take it on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Adulting. You know. This is, <laughs> no, but this that, is the unwritten that, that, see, rules that, of adulting. No, but that I, I 100% agree with because if you know the yes. person and you actually care about them, you should tell them because, I mean, if, if you don't, like, who's going to tell them? Firstly, if or you, even if you don't if, care about them, is if you know that they're not actually a bad person, they were just overstepping without yeah, realizing, yeah. that's an offline conversation yeah. between you and them. Mm-hmm. Also, it also Agreed. raises other questions that nobody else in there. Yeah, True. but I mean, like you just said, we don't have enough of these conversations. Or well, Yash was saying, we don't have enough of these conversations. We shy away from it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'd like, I'd like you both to take a quick moment. <laughs> I don't know how many moments I can give. But, and think back to a situation that felt kind of ugly to you, to you both. Um, and did you ever re- reflect and analyze your part in the situation? You know, um, what role did you play um, whether it was negative or positive, do you ever look back on that? Yeah, look, yeah. there have been a couple of work situations, and I can say quite comfortably that um, I didn't handle them particularly well. Um, like if someone is directly confrontational with me and starts shouting with me, then there's if I'm if I'm like sane in the moment, then I'll maybe address it well. But some like n- there was one particular instance where I just started shouting back, and it wasn't. It wasn't healthy. It was very destructive for the environment. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, the right way to go about things. It was just an. I was just acting out of instinct because I felt threatened. And you know, just a quick follow up to that. What? I mean, those those. What was the outcomes of that reflection? Did you introduce any corrections in yourself um, going forward if you were to account, um, come up with that? You know, with that same yeah, um, so there are definitely corrections that it's like try to nip these things in the bud a lot quicker because that individual was, you know, that person had a reputation for shouting at others um, and no one really addressed it. And then people would shout back and then it got so to the point where people would refuse to work with that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like it doesn't need to escalate that quickly. And that's why I say it like now I would rather address it with the person early than let it get to that point. Um, so my comments that I made earlier about, you know, when you're dealing with someone in the workplace, I'd rather address it with them early and rip off that band-aid. It's a difficult, uncomfortable conversation, but I would rather do it early on than have it escalate to the point where there's shouting matches happening. And yourself, Prash? Uh, yeah. Any situation yeah, quite a, you reflect? Quite a few. Um, not that I end up in situations on top of but uh, <laughs> well, none of us do. I'm, no, I'm just like trying to. Uh, it, it, they, it's not like you have to take a moment to remember. They come back pretty quickly because it's it's very yeah, emotional true. situation, right? But mm-hmm. I'm as I'm very different to Dean. I'm a person that's retroactively, um, retroactively takes action, right? So if I have ever been toxic to somebody and it takes me time and I realize it, or they've told me I've been toxic towards them, or I've upset upset them then naturally my first response would be, listen, uh, my bad, I'm sorry, I apologize, blah, 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 right? Um, mm. Not blah, blah, but like you go through... No, an, an, your, an earnest apology. An earnest apology, yeah. right? And um, if you made a mistake, then you apologize for it. Um, but for me, 
that's more or less where it stops. I mean, you take corrective action and try not to be that person again, right? Um, but mm. also, if people do it to me, uh, generally, I realize very quickly that that person is not someone that I need around me. Or mm. if they're being toxic and I know that that's not their normal case, then I'll discuss it with them. But it's been very rare. I think maybe once or twice where I've actually told somebody, dude, what you're doing is wrong, right? Um, the rest of the time, it just made me realize even more that this person's not somebody that I want around. Um, and in all eventualities, it's worked out like Dean said. Um, I don't know what the word you use, Dean's were, but um, uh, where the person sort of left after a while, you know, like a self-correcting energy. Self, kind of that's thing. it. Yeah, self-correcting energy. So um, it's like it, it 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 worked out like that because I naturally just went towards where all the positivity was, you know, or the, the things that I, I preferred or situations preferred being in. Um, that's how retroactive they are. I, I'm a very retroactive person. I don't deal with things instantly sometimes. It takes me some time to think about what happened, what needs mm -hmm. to happen. Like, I'm good in high-pressure situations when I need to be, but when there's things that, that I need time to think about, I take the time to think about them before I act. Right. And I, I mean, you, you're not a, you, it's not like a heat of the moment, you know, a snap reaction. Yeah, look, if someone is shouting at me, like I, can, I can easily, I, like Dean says, if, if I'm saying... clap back. If uh, I, I can, but I, I generally... With my words. I, I generally hmm. don't do that because I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not nice when I'm angry. Like, I just... I'll find the thing that's wrong with that person. And instead of being toxic back, I'll target that, right? So if you're being toxic towards me over something else, I'll literally pick something about you that I know is emotionally mm. going to hurt you and then target that, which is, it's not even fighting on the same level, yeah. you know? No, it's it's yeah using personal information. I would. Against that's that's why I which brings a bazooka to a knife fight. <laughs> that's what, yeah. So I try not to fight on on that level, because I know mm. if I do that, it's like I I won't even I don't fight fair. You know. That's true. I mean, it's it's different. It'll be like different levels because yeah, okay. you go for the juggler sort of thing. Yeah, I don't remember. Which is um, Bruce Bannering this. He's like, you won't like me when I'm angry. No, so but I'm just gonna I, it's not. A, it's not about. It's not about. I'm always angry. It's not about like I'm gonna kick your ass. It's just like I don't <clears> fight fair because if if you open up the can of worms, you go. I'm I'm literally gonna be like, listen. If you're gonna take that tone of me, then you might as well just take all of this, you know. And then I just let them have it because mm. there are, once you upset me, that's it. Um, there's no point in like putting the cat back into the bag yeah okay good played his trap card you know <laughs> so if, that's you, if you know yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh that's, you know, generally, that's generally why <laughs> I have to think about things sometimes. yeah you know I, I think it's 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 good to introduce um, this uh, a stoic um, called Seneca um, no, it's, it's, a... to, to be honest with you it's actually bad yeah. right it's not a good thing yeah. you should be able mm -hmm. to voice your opinions without getting angry right and you should be able to voice your opinions without clapping back, right? Sure. Um, and that I can do that, right? But you know, I I tend I tend to shy away from it because if I get angry, then you know. Uh, no, you you sometimes anger, like like we've been saying, is a heat of the moment thing. You just 
I mean, we've, it's, it's unfortunate. We've been angry I, at each, We've been angry at each other over oh, yeah. stupid loads, things. loads of times. Yeah. Right? Stupid things. That's right? And dumb things. And you, you've seen how we've reacted against each other, right? In <laughs> our in our youth, as I would say, right? Yeah. Why but, didn't you buy awards? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> dude, it was bad. Like it was bad. It was the, rage. The, the reaction, yeah. the the resultant reaction was exponential compared to what actually happened, right? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's like, how did you get from zero to like the raving volcano in like ten seconds? You know, but it, it, oh, no. but I didn't cast one spell. But, but we've all done that. We've all done that. Mm, no. And I think it's for me. It's a thing of like I'm so past that now. I, like if it takes me so much to get angry, like mm. I, I'll be more confused about what happened than be angry. I'll be like, how is this possible? How did you do that? You know, and not. Yeah. I'm gonna kick your ass. It just, I, I, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, you know, there, there are still triggers, though. Like, yeah. you, like you're saying, there are still triggers that somehow will trigger you to be toxic towards someone else, yeah. um, to different levels. Um, I see that within myself, and I'm busy working on them right now. Um, but you know, I want you to just introduce uh, the, the the stoic Seneca, and he, like, like all the philosophers and do-gooders that we kind of listen to and things say it's 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 like the art of of not responding um like you're saying based on anger based on environment based on anything else just not letting anything else affect you um just using your your i guess your stoicness and your calmness um and responding back in that manner which you which you rightfully say you want to do and you want to do all the time um when you say Stoic so, Seneca, what is Stoic Seneca? So, so Seneca was a Stoic. He is the like a you know one of those Roman, oh, Roman philosopher yeah. types. Oh. Yeah. So he he I can't remember the name of the book right now. It's about something about being a Stoic. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, when you read that book, it's 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 just giving you a, I guess a plan on how to just be kind of calm. In every situation and take everything you know mm. um under consideration and not react not be so reactive yeah um so that's what the stoics kind of teach people okay anyway i just wanted to bring that in because you know we were talking about heat of the moment uh, spur of the moment conversations and how to not let environmental factors affect us internally um so moving on there's a phrase i think it's a rage phrase right now uh, toxic masculinity mm-hmm. everyone is familiar with that that one i honestly thought um, you were going to do a different phrase but we'll get to that <laughs> okay we'll do yeah that. it's we'll the do other that. one the oh, isn't it? oh okay cool okay i know I, okay cool um so what what's toxic masculinity to you guys or what, what have you seen it being used in social media and and other forms of media as, as well i have one name for you. yeah andrew tate okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy is personified toxic right i don't know if you've seen i him. think there's a massive misinterpretation between what is actually toxic masculinity or like people like andrew tate a lot of people would look at him and be that's toxic masculinity but what i think it's actually his suppressed femininity coming out in a toxic manner <laughs> I think that's what it is. I really do. I think it's his, um, like everyone has masculine and feminine energy. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female, how you identify, he, she, they, them. You all have a masculine and a feminine energy and there's a balance that exists, right? Mm. But with men, 
that are deemed as toxic masculine um if you look at what masculine energy is it's it's stable energy right it's mm-hmm. um it's essentially the container in which things can be created but uh, that's you know like it's the land and the feminine energy is the ocean right um, yeah. one is ever changing and one is constantly stable and they kind of bounce off each other and keep each other in check so toxic masculinity is when a male withdraws completely and to utter solitude cuts himself off to the world and that's that's when you become unreachable but when your feminine energy is suppressed to the point where it becomes destructive mm. how that then comes out in a man is when he's hyper aggressive does that make sense yeah it's like the the child that's not been given what he wants and fights back exactly mm. exactly so i think that the definitions maybe need reworking but um that's my interpretation of it i think you you pretty much i think you pretty much got it on the head on the button yeah and a, a guy like andrew tate doesn't realize that his feminine energy has been suppressed so long that it's ma- manifesting itself as toxic but he's a man so it's like if you had to try and explain this to him he'd probably break his brain but um, you know, like you just see smoke but, coming but, out but but is it is i mean is the phrase agnostic of gender as well Can yes i think so um but i think the reason why it is maybe a little bit easier to uh, grasp when Apply you attach guys, a gender yeah. to it is yeah mm. is because um you know like you do generally have more testosterone if you're a man than you are a woman mm-hmm. um so like that aggression comes from that maybe i don't know i'm not like a doctor where i can definitely tell you this because i'm now taking like emotional concepts and tying them to chemistry and physics and i know well physics the physical and i know like emotions are essentially chemical reactions in the brain mm-hmm. um but i am nowhere near qualified enough to be making that kind of distinction this is just my interpretation <laughs> well, well, look, if you, my if, interpretation yeah, of it yeah. if we had to label it uh, like the only way i learn all this is by doing research googling all that stuff so if you just google it yeah Toxic masculinity refers to the notion that some people's idea of manliness, inverted quote, commas, perpetuates domination, homophobia, and aggression. And I think yeah, I, I don't think that is actually toxic masculine. I think mm-hmm. that's the suppressive nature of what the feminine would normally find balance in. But wouldn't and wouldn't that feminine energy but is wouldn't, lashing out? Wouldn't that be exactly toxic masculinity? Because you've gotten to this point where you're toxic masculine, right? and you're essentially trying to suppress your own femininity and that's what and you react in aggression uh, and domination things like that you could be right um i think where i'm getting stuck is um the the term of what masculine energy and feminine energy is so if there was a talk if there was a a poisoning of the masculine energy mm-hmm. then it's when a male withdraws completely and isolates him from himself and the world and essentially oh, I'm going to go be an island um or if there's a poisoning of the feminine energy within a man it then manifests as that aggressive behavior an overcompensating behavior of the feminine energy do you mean like I'm using poisoning as a as a swap for toxic purposefully uh oh, okay so purposefully like trying to neutralize it Yeah, like if if your if your if your masculine energy were to become corrupted for example. Yeah, but or the, become but poisoned it, or toxic right, or whatever so it is. So exactly what you're saying, right? It, the way the person would react if they did that or try to suppress the feminine side would force them to being violent, controlling of others, aggressive. Uh, yeah, because like tough. the 
treating the feminine yeah. is a chaotic slash destructive energy by nature right yeah um that's why it's likened to the ocean it can be completely life-giving or it can be completely destructive and chaotic um whereas the male energy is you know solid unmoving you know maintains its stability so when you are when that male energy when the masculine energy is becoming toxic it's when you become unreachable you sort of like you're a cliff face the ocean can't get to you there's no balance there yeah. you know you're unreachable um there's no life it becomes barren because no life can exist on something that is unreachable <clears throat> okay. whereas when the yeah. when the male when a, when that ocean is raging mm. and it's destructive in a man how that destructive tendencies manifest is that you start to impose yourself on others you look for fights um you know you become destructive but in a way a man can be which is physically destructive these are very traditional definitions by the way i know men can be emotionally destructive you know that's true too <laughs> i'm trying to find the i know you're trying to draw a line between the two but for me it feels like very similar which part are you getting um, so which part is where is the bleeding into each other so, occurring so the, the confusion part for me is that you're saying that the the, the male will actually like um remove himself from the from yeah toxic masculinity in my interpretation is when you just isolate and you cut the world off you cut the world off right but yeah uh how does the, as a man now yeah okay so say for example you cut the world off right you you're yeah. now living in your your full masculine energy right well remember that's not necessarily true it's not full masculine energy a masculine energy is a is it's like a caregiver provider energy it's it's a protector energy that's when it's operating at its highest level right so when you say cut you cut yourself off right how would you deal with the person that's cut themselves off or how would they react in that situation If, what do you mean like say for example you cut yourself off right um, yeah. and i came to speak to you right how would you uh, i wouldn't engage it's like if you, if like if i've now withdrawn right and you as my friend see that and you're concerned about me um i would avoid you i would not engage or i would just be very short with everything and try to get away from you as quickly as possible essentially but i feel like that's just avoidance it is but that's what the unapproachable cliff face is Okay, but yeah, I'm just feeling. How is that toxic? Though? It's not healthy. I mean, no man no, but is it's an inter- island. It's internally toxic. How is it toxic to other people? It doesn't have to be toxic to other people. It could be toxic to other people in the sense that they've now lost a part of their lives. Uh... And people that were depending on you are no longer able to depend on you. People that cared about you, you've essentially removed an entire person from their life. Yeah, but is that toxic? It can be the way you the way you go about it is like if you're completely dismissive of people it can hurt them. I mean if you're a part of someone's life and all of a sudden you're not there anymore that's upsetting to people. Okay. Um kind of it can be hurtful if someone just cuts you out of their life it can be hurtful. No it can. But and I, they won't I, I feel give like reason, I they feel won't like engage with you at yeah, all. No I I get good good is getting at that 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 is indirect impacts of um of something. Yeah, but I, I, I don't feel like that doesn't change the fact I, I don't feel impact. like that's specifically toxic, you know. I feel like yes, I can be hurt by somebody, but that doesn't it doesn't feel to me like that's toxic. 
maybe it's the the definition then because <clears throat> what we're saying is it's not necessarily toxic to other people but it is toxic energy uh, to yourself yes so there's still a level of toxicity there and it can still be toxic to people it's just not as direct as maybe something else is going in you know verbally abusing someone or physically abusing them but there's an emotional level of abuse that's being that's happening here because this person is now upset that you're no longer in their life and you won't engage with them and tell them why um you've now created a loss and as you know someone's now busy going through a, like essentially a grieving process because they've lost somebody and they can't complete that or get closure on it because you won't provide any logical reason as to why you've done so so how is that i'm just trying to understand how that is the guy the person or the guy in this case would stone stonewall themselves right uh completely yeah. but how is that removing the to me that's removing both both um feminine and and masculine energy because they're suppressing both not necessarily they can still go be destructive in their own time away from everybody mm. you can let the anger and aggression out but that's self deprecation not necessarily self deprecation is when you put yourself down but they, here you just instead of instead of like you, you know you know there's a destructive energy within you you go and go to a go to a gym and you you take it out on the bag that's an a manifestation of that destructive energy coming out because it's coming from a place of anger it's not coming from a place of you know i want to work on my hand speed or anything like that it's just i'm angry and i hit something sure but how is but how is that so without yeah, causing any harm remember we're discussing toxic masculinity so how is that toxic to the uh, like if no, no your question was how is it not both okay, so fine. Yeah, that, sure, that's sure. an example but of I how mean, it's not I, both i'm still trying to relate it back to toxic masculinity if in my mind i'm trying to understand how that's toxic to like all the people around you other than the fact that no, you it doesn't have to yourself. be toxic to all the people around you because remember when someone is um being toxic to other people they're not necessarily being toxic to themselves they're being outwardly toxic one is outwardly toxic one is inwardly toxic and there's your yin and yang okay. i don't know if that answered I'm, it I'm well that something. just created more questions yeah i'm, I'm missing something one is outwardly toxic one is inwardly toxic sure. but to me my understanding okay Let me put it to you this way. My understanding of toxic masculinity is somebody who, as you say, I do agree that they've suppressed their feminine side, right? But yeah. it's resulting in them reacting to the people around them in a specific way. So they act overly macho. They act overly aggressive. They act overly uh, negative towards the, the, the feminine energies in other people. Um, and that's how I would understand toxic masculinity. So that's, you know that overreaction you're referring to? Yeah. I'm just simplifying that into destructive behavior. Okay. Okay. And destructive energy is is chaotic energy at its core and chaotic energy is feminine energy. Okay. And within a man, when that feminine energy is suppressed, it becomes even more destructive. Okay. But I just can't picture how the person would withdraw um into themselves. in that situation because they're being outwardly toxic to other people right no no so that's that's when they're that's toxic femininity within a man when a man is toxically masculine then it's not outwardly toxic it's inwardly toxic okay 
Now, I can't talk to how this would work in a so female where a woman is toxically feminine or toxically masculine. Yeah, so basically, I have no idea. I'm just giving you my interpretation of what I see. Okay, so my understanding is actually that what I've labeled is actually reversed to what you're labeling. Somewhat, yes. So you've, you're reversing the definition, essentially. Because toxic femininity would be the person who's bottled femininity, right? But... Um, yeah is releasing it onto others. Yes, it's the release right? of that energy. And toxic masculinity... That's it, that's exactly it. Toxic, it's when it's toxic is when it's been suppressed and then released. Right, so uh, it, then in your definition, to toxic masculinity would be someone like a feminist who's bottled masculine energy and then is releasing it onto others. Oh, I haven't thought about that angle yet. So that's how I would understand it. If if we're saying it that way, you know, um, where because mm. you know you because, get those I mean, toxic that is sort of the counterpart. You get those to, toxic yeah. feminists that have bottled masculine energy and are now releasing it on other people. Oh, actually, that is a good definition. Definition because you know toxic feminine, um, toxic feminists, right? Yeah. The they are very unwilling to move on their definitions, and they like put up walls as soon as you try and make a logical argument against them, yeah. which is essentially a withdrawal. It's an unmoving withdrawal. So yes, that that's that is exactly what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm understanding your definition, but your definition yes. is literally counter to the the internet's the internet's definition. Yes, let's put it that way, right? So you. But I I always said I never. But that's because that, so. you've linked. That's because you've linked uh, chaotic. Uh, is the word that you used chaotic or chaos, right? Yeah, feminine Actually, energy is feminine chaotic and creative, but can be destructive. Yes, it's yeah. either creative or destructive, but creative and destructive is the same side of the chaos coin. Chaos can either create or destroy. See, uh, the only reason I still want to understand it from the original point of view is like you say, masculinity is, uh, what did you say? The caregiving and the protective energies. Right? Protective provider, yeah, protective that kind provider. of those things. But, Stability. Yeah, but when when you have uh, safety, when you have that in a man, right, and now that man is now a toxic narcissist person, right, what do they do? They result in, in the manner of being aggressive and being, you know, they, they overdo that. And that's how I understood it in the beginning. Um, well, they aren't overdoing any of the good things. They're all overdoing the chaotic things. Right, and that's why... Narcissists that's, tend to seek out chaos. That's why they, it's toxic, They tend to right? destroy. That's why it's toxic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess your definition and let's say the, the internet's definition uh, have the same outcome. They just... Uh, the underlying yeah, basis... <laughs> the, the underlying basis is different. The, actually, the underlying yeah. basis is the opposite. But yeah. Yes. I'm understanding what you mean. Yeah. Sure. That was a doozy one to, to get through. <laughs> no, but I mean... No, but it, it, it's, it's good that, that we work through the, the, the different variations and understandings um, because if we have these uh, different understandings as well, so do other people. No, look, I, I want to actually do some different research on that because to me, yeah. there's, there's, yeah, I, I want to understand it from Dean's point of view, but also like there must be somebody who, like the guy who coined toxic masculinity. I want to understand what he's different. 
Yep. Is I guess that's going to be our whole question for, for this week. What is your definition of that that particular phrase? Yeah. Yeah. Look, as I said to people that are listening here, that that is how I understand it. Mm-hmm. Right. And if the definition can help you make sense of things and you get positive outcomes, then great. If it just confuses you, then tough it and go with the conventional definition. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, you guys have mentioned during that discussion as well as um, previous questions and the answers to them, um, the different forms, like we've, we've touched on uh, narcissism a lot, for example. Um, what other forms are there of toxicity and being, you know, bad toward other people? I think Dean and I discussed this one once. It's not bad to other people, but there's toxic positivity as well. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, yeah. Something that... Uh, when it came, when someone said the words to me first, I was like, "Oh, okay." I didn't, uh, I didn't think about that, but it it makes sense. You can you can be overly positive all the time, right? Yeah, um, and that can also be toxic. Um, yeah, that for me was a bit of a doozy as well. I was like, oh, "Okay," I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, too much, uh, too much sugar will give you diabetes. <laughs> it's context. Um, you know, if people are not in a space where they can receive that positivity, it's just going to make them worse. Um, you know, it, like you cannot live life without context. That's true. Um, so, like you mentioned, positive toxicity um, and just being overly, I guess, positive toward any situation. Have you encountered that or did you yourself ever? Yeah, um, um... I I try to be a realist where I can, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes I like to be a little bit positive. And has it had okay? So what I'm trying to get at is has it has it had any uh, detrimental side effects for you? In any, I don't in any know situation? if I've ever been toxically positive. I think it can in the sense that you might be, um, you might expect too much of yourself. Um, if you yeah. try to be like constantly positive and you're like, oh, I should do this, I should do that. Um, I can do this, I can do that. But then when you, you don't have the, the resources or the means or the energy even, mm. then what started out as being positive um, then becomes an unbalanced expectation. Yeah. Um, and That's it's an unreal, sorry, unrealistic, unrealistic expectation on yourself. Yeah. And um, it can lead you to being very hard on yourself and a lot of self-criticism and, um, you know, it, it, that's that's maybe when it's not so healthy. Yeah. Also, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. go ahead, good. Yeah. So also, uh, to the people around you, say you're always positive, right? And they're dealing with something, right? Mm. And you're like, let's be positive about it. And they're like, no, I need to actually deal with this thing. You know? Yeah. And that, that's where it can actually be. Yeah. Oh, it could also alienate people. Like, they may not want yeah. to come to you because yeah, yeah, yeah. You, sure. it may feel like you won't understand them. You're just going to give them some positive nonsense. And you're like, well, this person doesn't actually understand what I'm going through. They're just going to tell me to be positive and push through. Yeah. Rather than provide me with some empathy, I have dealt. You know, understanding. I have dealt with that, right? So if uh, sometimes I am naturally positive because I like, I like to look at the positive side of or the optimism side of the situation, right? And sometimes people need to deal with their situations, right? And someone's told me, "Listen, I need to deal with this. This is something that I need to deal with." Then you realize, okay, maybe that person is not used to me being naturally this. Right, even in a difficult situation, right? 
So then you have to also understand where you need to be more of a realist as well. I guess that's uh, employing your emotional intelligence of the environment and situation sure. that you're in. Um, like some people, as as you'll have mentioned, just want you to listen yeah. in situations yeah. and not offer solutions or not offer quick quips from, from Instagram, for example. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, so that sort of thing. So I agree. I agree with that. You know, you can be toxic um, in terms of positivity as well. Um, and then I think finally, um, you know, get, grouping all of this together, what we've discussed today, um, how does how does then a person start um, to address uh, the toxicity within themselves, um, and how do we also help those identify them if we ever come across them? I know we had, like Dean mentioned, um, you know, he deals with it at the at the situation, nips it in the bud, sort of thing. Well, as early as possible. Sometimes no, as early as possible, yeah. Possible to do it in the situation, but as soon but as how you does, can. How does then one identify it within themselves? Like realistically looking at ourselves. Um, oh, it's like if I'm how, being toxic. Yeah, how, how, did, how did we move from... Remember, Prash, you brought up that our, our youth, for example. Like um, we've identified it now that we were perhaps being... Yeah. Not perhaps, we were being toxic back then, but... Um, knowing what we know now how can we honestly empathy is the answer to all of these questions if you just put yourself in the other person's shoes and go well how would i feel if someone did that to me you'll know very quickly it's just that we don't do that enough well at least i i never used to do it enough um but if you actually just stop and think about how you're making someone else feel and if you were in their position um and you'll never know exactly how they're feeling but you can mm. you can do your best you can at least make an effort just put yourself in their shoes and go right if someone did this to me how would i make me feel you know very quickly it's not nice so being more of an empath um having that higher level of emotional intelligence reading situations reading the environment um, can assist you in consideration consideration um, yeah yeah tolerance as well um, things like that like it's all it really all just boils down to that one like parent word empathy yeah yeah i, I agree with you that's probably so dean dean like you said Dean would nip it in the bud early, but he, it's coming from a point of he can see that this is the best way to deal with the situation. Yeah, and it comes from years of not nipping in the bud early. Even in the beginning, you probably tried to take that person aside and explain it to them, and then they reacted in a different way. So now you found the best way to deal with that situation is actually to stand in front of them and say, listen, it's either going to be me standing or you standing at the end, but when, when we're done... <laughs> Um, when we're done, you're going to understand why you're being toxic, you know? And that, yeah, but I mean, with narcissists, it's a very different sure. approach. Like I said, if it's if it's someone that's not actually just a, a you know a giant douchebag, they just don't realize they're overstepping. Then it's always a take it offline and have a conversation. And generally, they you know they have the the emotional maturity to go. Actually, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. It's only when I tried to take a narcissist aside and have a heart to heart with them did I realize what an idiot I was being. Yeah. Um, so in a case like that, you have to let themselves reveal themselves as a narcissist to everyone and then shine a giant spotlight. And then after that, you get a little bit of peace and quiet. 
that's not a particularly healthy way. It's borderline toxic as well. <laughs> I was about to, actually. I was about to ask. I, I acknowledge that. No, I recognize no, it, but Gene, you're fighting you know, fire with fire. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Yeah, but that's not a healthy thing. Well, <laughs> it's just the you, best tool I have. <laughs> that's why it's, it's like this is currently the best tool I have. So until I find a better one. <laughs> And I am looking for a better one. I just don't know what it is yet. So listeners, if you do, put it in the comments. Let us know on your ways of dealing with toxicity yes. in your lives. Our five regular visit viewers. Yep. To be honest with you, I, I feel like the next time I come up against a toxic person and I realize they've been toxic, I'm just going to open myself to be toxic. And if they, if they explode after that, I'd probably not do anything. I just leave it because mm. especially with so people you, so like you that, let them vent and then no because okay. when you t when you tell someone or like like Dina's saying when you go after somebody like that but when you just leave it after that they it will naturally go and internalize it later right and when they internalize it later it'll either get them more angry or they'll realize <laughs> if they get more angry then they tend towards narcissism right if they realize mm. it then they'll stop doing it if they're tending towards narcissism to be honest with you, nothing's going to fix that. They have to yeah, realize it for themselves, right? But All I think, do is just I make think, them more hesitant to behave that way. probably the best way to, to go from where you are now in terms of fighting fire with fire to coming closer to a state where you don't emotionally wreck yourself for the rest of the day by doing something like that, you know? Um, because fighting, yeah, standing cool. up to somebody else... <laughs> Knowing you, as tiring, well, it's man. tiring, bro. So what I would say it's is upsetting. the best thing to do for yourself, right, is to just openly and honestly, without raising any anger within yourself, is to say, listen, even in front of 50 people, you're like, listen, you're being toxic, just stop it, right? And then if they say, how am I being toxic? You just don't mm -hmm. ignore them after that. And you'll see how people just, they either learn what they're doing or they explode after that. And then you know, because <laughs> you know you get those people. Yeah, who are but like, a what do you mean I'm big will explode. Are you, what do you mean I'm big? Yeah, toxic? because super defensive. Explain to me why I'm being toxic, and then you be like, well, I just said it. that's all you need to understand. And then you leave them, and you see how people just fucking explode after that. <laughs> well, you no, because then if they, if they really do want to understand, then I I would rather explain. And like I always, if anyone ever does go, well, how am I being like this? Then I'll, I'll generally try and lay it out in terms of logic and like detach and go right this is what you did and this is why it's not very nice yeah uh, but like with a narcissist they'll always go on the defensive and play the victim card it's like well how can you say that about me or you know like you're just projecting or you know i'm just trying to help i'm like no you're not you're being deliberately difficult and everyone can see it see you're saying it so easily now but in this situation no in the situation yeah. <laughs> like but that's holding what, I, back that's the what I'm saying i think i think it's it's all i don't know i, I naturally tend to just slow down what's the problem right but i don't go out there and label it and then be like you're doing this you're doing. I, I generally tend to just leave people like that alone. not engage yeah it's fine for you but it's generally not okay in the whole environment because they yeah, just continue sure. to behave that yeah. way in the environment um and the thing I, is like when you're working in a team environment constantly with people then it you know like you can't get away from it then yeah look i think i'd probably react after <laughs> a while as well um, yeah. yeah I don't know I've never maybe I've never been in a situation where the person was consistently in my face as well mm. I guess mm. um, you know uh, there are perhaps 
improved ways of of no no there's definitely um, better ways than what i'm doing no i mean yeah i mean we just we just don't know about them at this point um and we can certainly find out about them um and people can educate us as well <laughs> on what those methods are for example you know yeah well um that's all i had um for this particular discussion um you know we went through quite a bit in terms of um toxicity against and within ourselves as well and how to identify it and what corrective actions i guess we can take and someone else can take against someone else who is kind of trespassing against them um so with that in mind um any other finalizing comments guys i think there's other toxic things that we haven't discussed but i guess um like i said this is the first one in a series Oh, we're doing a series of toxic things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> a series of unfortunate toxic. Well, you can be emotionally toxic too. You pull yeah. the you pull the I'm not speaking to you. Yeah, the ghosting, all the ghosting. Sort of yeah. yeah, like we can be the inwardly toxic as well stuff as well that we yeah. can talk about like when you're toxic to yourself. Yeah. Correct. I mean, as we touched upon, you know, using that whole masculinity femininity discussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, withdrawing and things like that. You know, disengaging, emo uh, being. I think Dean mentioned it. Um, that withdrawal is emotionally hurting other people because you know if you're a significant part of their lives and you just pull away suddenly, <clears throat> it gets them yeah. to wonder what they did, you know, and what was wrong with them. Yeah. That sort of thing. If and, yeah, and yeah. that perhaps is your inadvertent um, intention to be hurtful in that way. Yeah. What would you say that we should do? If say for example you're like a, a person that's consistently in, afflicted by someone who's toxic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're not the type of person to either be like me, where you just withdraw and then you're like, okay, I don't really have a, this person has their own problems that doesn't really impact me because I'm me and I'm happy with me, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're not like Dean where you'll literally go and tell that person, listen, you're being a douchebag, right? Um, what about those people that don't react in those two ways or comfortable with themselves and keep getting afflicted? What would be the best way for so, that person to deal with the situation? So, so are you saying then that person is is just comfortable taking the pain or taking the not comfortable abuse? taking the pain, but don't know how to react? You know? mm, because you know, every time someone is putting themselves, it, yeah. it's like when you know when you raise an argument, but the toxic person is just. Uh, too overbearing overbearing too or yeah. knows how to raise a better argument than you. Mm-hmm. what do you do as that person because i'm sure there's a lot of people like that. yeah who, who are kind yeah. of shy shy to speak up yeah, yeah. Um, well, not con- not confident in themselves to say listen i'm me and whatever you're saying is you know you can take it with your own pinch of salt somewhere um, mm. but uh yeah what do those people do? You raise an important point because sometimes raising it can put that person in danger. In more um, in harm's way. Yeah, that's that, that's a better way of putting it. It puts them in harm's way. Either emotional or physical damage could be um, reciprocation. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I don't actually know uh, what would be the prescribed way to go about that in that case. Like, like if it's if it's like certain danger, you know, certain danger. It's, it's like honestly, like as Dean said, we're we're not. We're not authorized to speak on that particular level, but if uh, you know if someone is 
it's unhealthy situation for yourself. Seek, seek out, you seek out to, support. Um, I would say, support, right? Seek out support. Yep. Like seek out non-judgmental, um, genuine support, would be the first thing, mm. right? And then once you have support in place, um, I would then look for either some sort of professional advice or some kind of counselling, um, potentially from a social worker or a uh, a legal professional or a psychologist. Mm. Um, but in that case, where you know you might be in danger or there might be threat of retaliation, that's the word, retaliation, not reciprocation, mm. um, retaliation, <clears throat> then then you need to talk to someone that you know is a lot more learned in these things and can tell you what is the best way to go about this. Um, the counselors are good. Like, you know, like a relationship counselor would be able to advise you a lot better than what we can. Um, but f- like step one is just get some kind of support in place, like genuine, trustworthy support. Um, and I hope... We can all have that because I understand that sometimes that's hard for people. Like mm-hmm. you don't have, um, you don't have a safe space. You don't know who you can trust. Um, if that is your situation, then a, uh, a a professional that has no connection to you or your network or your family or anybody else um, that's potentially causing you this the situation. So someone completely removed from it and outside. Mm-hmm go and see that professional because they'll give you impartial advice and they're not going to go and tell anybody about it. A, because they're legally obligated not to and because they don't know them anyway. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed with that. Sorry, folks, but that's all we can give you. If you're in that situation. I mean, if, if you're in that extreme of a situation, yeah. you know. Look, even, even if it's not that extreme, situation. speaking like Dean said to somebody who's impartial, right, but yeah. also has the understanding to say, listen, uh, because sometimes you also wonder, is it me or is it that person or am I just feeling like I'm continuously attacked, you know? Yeah. Go speak to somebody who's impartial but also has a good understanding of whether this would make sense and then ask them for their a reflection of their opinion. And if you find that they're saying, listen, dude, this person is being really mean to you or they're being toxic to you, then you have you have uh, a way of saying, listen, okay, that, but explain both sides of the story. Don't just tell them, I feel like this all the time, you know, then they can get an honest view and then say, listen, I, but I read something earlier that says, uh, that said, if someone tells you that they, that they felt hurt by what you did, right? you have no right to say that you didn't or or that they don't feel that way. You know? Yeah, you can't invalidate the You feelings. can't invalidate the feeling. So if someone comes to you and you're a toxic person or you feel like you're being attacked and you literally feel like you're being attacked, then go and voice your opinion with that person, not in a not in a combative manner, but explain to them why you feel that way. Right? And then if mm-hmm. they want to fight with you some more, then you know the type of person you're dealing with. But if they're open and realize what they've done, or if you realize that maybe you're feeling that way from an internal problem and not from them doing what they're doing, then you, you also have a learning lesson. from that. You guys want to hear something funny? No, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there was one person that uh, they essentially said something quite offensive mm. uh, in the office. And I called them out on it. And their response was, Offense can only be taken. It cannot be given. It's not my fault if people get offended. Mm. I was like, oh my God. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> uh, suffice to say, that ended up in disciplinary action for that individual. Oh, wow. Well, listen, it depends <laughs> like, on what they like, said, right? It depends on what they said. 
it was something that was it was generally quite okay. offensive well, to the individual on the receiving end. Was it over the um, line? That's the question. Oh yeah, it was well. Okay, then, yeah, fair. Was, well, yeah, like, fair. you know, like I know these things are open to interpretation, but you know when someone says something and like the entire room goes quiet and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they said that. Yeah. Um, it was one of those moments. Okay. Like it was so far offside, there was no room for interpretation. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope, right. hope they got punished. <laughs> like, I hope they got punished. Um, and it was like I, I thought I could speak to this person, you know, quietly, yeah. and be like, you know what, let's try and resolve this. And then I realized very quickly, like I can't help this all. <laughs> Yikes. People don't have but that was a that was an example of them going, I'm not prepared to take responsibility for my own actions. Yeah, but you see, like that statement of yeah, offense yeah, can only be taken, it can't be given is basically going, right, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault that I'm I not said even something gonna take bad. a moment. Yeah, yeah, like I'm not gonna take a moment to look at myself as if I might be the problem. And then you get then you get bushwhacked. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, you get people that are like, you know, they, they just they there's no filter. Well, there's no even understanding. Um, I think in this particular well. case, um, it wasn't necessarily a lack of filter. I think it was a lack of context and empathy for the person they were speaking to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, already, um, if there is anything else, um, I think we'll close on that. Um, we are on a bit of a time limit here as well. Before you get load shedded. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah the, exactly. the shed is coming eight mm-hmm. minutes from now mm-hmm. so i think we'll we'll wrap that that particular discussion up for now um, we do have a series of these discussions coming along on the negativity side um so we'll pick up some more of this um, later on um so with you listeners thank you very much for tuning in once again um, we really appreciate you and um, we really hope you have a powerful week ahead mm-hmm. so take care and uh, good night and good day Bye. Bye.